Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 403 of the Geek Gas Live podcast. I'm your host, GCR, and I am the only one here for now. We decided to take a little break this week so we could catch up on a lot of things that we were wanting to watch to talk about. So in place of a regular standard GeekCast Live episode, we're going to play episode two of a new podcast that me and Seed from the Paprika Network are on called The Recast Cast. This is episode two. Uh, episode one is recorded. It's just not released yet. Oddly enough, we had some, uh, if you could believe it, some recording issues with that one. But I just wanted you guys who aren't familiar with the show to get a listen to it and uh, tell us what you think. It's a cool concept. We think we have some fun. We have some laughs and it's a good, uh, you know, 45 minutes long. It's, a, it's like a drive, you know, drive, drive to work, maybe to the stables to, to pet a nice horse. I don't know. Whatever you do. I don't kink shame. So sit back, relax, enjoy 47 minutes of of no Nick, no Rob, no Cartoon Joe, just me and Seed talking movies, recasting movies, and, and having just a really good time. Thanks for listening. And next week for episode 404, we will be back. We will be talking about Obi-Wan. We'll talk about Prehistoric Planet. We'll talk about Love, Death, and Robots. We'll talk about Stranger Things. It's going to be a big show. So, you know, enjoy this amuse-bouche, if you will. Anyway, enough of my yapping. Here's the recast cast. Everybody. Welcome to uh, the Recast Cast. Cast, cast, this, cast. Is, uh, this is episode two. I am GCR, Geek Cast Rye of the Geek Cast Live podcast. And with me, my better half, Seed <laughs> himself. Uh, I am a half. I'm not sure which of us is the better <laughs> half. Uh, first off, this is in dating the episode because we're not quite sure when this is going to go out. But congrats to Geek Cast Live for their 400th episode, yeah. man. That was uh yeah that snuck up on us yeah yeah that's uh, that's how numbers work <laughs> yeah we should have we should have known sure uh, yeah we started podcasting in uh, December 2013 man and uh, yeah 400 episodes you uh, you preceded Paprika by six months then really yeah because we were yeah right about yeah, in Mayish 2014. Boy, we were awkward when we first started. Holy smokes. But it's in every podcast, though. Yeah. No, yeah. You got to get, you really got to let it grow on you. Those you got to get like, those first 400. Episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> then we're good. Yeah, we're we're semi-professional now. We didn't even know how to end our own show last night. We were recording. It was just, <laughs> I was like, well, uh, okay. Bye, I guess. <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell's like, maybe 10,000 hours isn't enough for these no, guys. Not at all. Not but at all. Congratulations, man. I can't wait to, uh, to listen to the episode. Well, if you. you're listening to this, I'm sure it is already out. It's going to be good shit. But, you know, a podcast that's also starting out rough is the Recast Cast, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, yeah, yeah. Like everything, right? It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Uh, if you listen to the first episode and you're listening to this right now, uh, for some reason you stuck with us and we appreciate it. 
that we do. We are. Yeah, we are. I think we teased it last episode. We're, we're doing Reservoir Dogs. Ooh, <laughs> uh, a perfect movie for this format of show, I think. It's an unbelievable ensemble. Do you want to lay down to anybody whose first episode this might be? What are we doing here on the Recast Cast? Sure. So we take movies with an ensemble cast that are, you know, 20, 25-ish years old, and we do the thought experiment of what if they were made today with the same director, same production team, same script, who would they cast? Yes, that's a good idea for a podcast. Uh, from the brain of Geek Cast Rye. I love it. I'm a fan. I, I got to admit, I kind of stole it from uh, Nando V Movies. He's <laughs> so good Nando. at it. He's so good at it. Yeah. But yeah. It is, we're, we're doing a bit of a different spin. So it's, it's a, a little spin. different. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show. Nando's been on Poppery a couple of times. I've, uh, I've been on his show once or twice. Uh, good really? person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If oh, he's you, a stud. Uh, yeah, he's a stud, man. If you're looking for something new to watch on YouTube, Nando, N-A-N-D-O, the movies after you listen to the recast cast. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> we didn't do it first, but God damn it, we'll do it better. <laughs> I think that's the slogan of the whole show. <laughs> God damn it, we'll do it better. Uh, so Reservoir Dogs, man. Quentin Tarantino's first movie came out in 92, I do believe. When was this your first Tarantino? This was not my first Tarantino. So my first Tarantino was uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm. And then I, I, went, uh, I went backwards. This was my second Tarantino. Yeah, I feel like Pulp Fiction was my first as well. It's, it's like gateway Tarantino. It, it really, it's the most accessible Tarantino Correct. there is probably. And Correct. I think I might have done the same thing and went back. And yeah, I, I went back to, to Reservoir Dogs. It was also my second. Where in the uh, Pantheon, and, you know, they're kind of springing this on you, but where in the Pantheon of Tarantino movies would you say that Reservoir Dogs ranks for you? So my favorite movie of all time is Pulp Fiction. Ooh. So okay. it can't be uh, first. <laughs> um, Again, that's how numbers work. I think that's true. I think it's number three for me. I think it's behind Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now that's your number two, huh? That's my number two, Tarantino. Yeah, interesting. Um, and then, and then I well, I'm a, I'm a Brad Pitt stand. So, <laughs> have you seen the trailers for Bullet Train? Uh, yes, it ran in front of. Uh, multiverse of madness and so i got to see it at the imax and then i had seen the original one when it came out a couple months ago it looks amazing i think it's, it looks great it's gonna i i have a sneaky suspicion that that's gonna be in my top 10 because it looks like yeah. so much fucking fun it just looks like a blast it looks like brad pitt's having fun and that's the best brad pitt that's the best Brad Pitt. It looks like everybody's having fun. You got uh, the dude from Atlanta with the fake British accent in there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, for me, I'm looking at my 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 QT list here on Letterboxd. Reservoir Dogs is number five. Wow. In the yeah. Tarantino-verse. In the Tarantino-verse. Number five. He's, he's at 10 so far. So it's, it's, behind, it's behind Pulp. It's behind mm -hmm. uh, it's behind uh, Inglorious Bastards. Mm -hmm. It's behind... Oh, goodness. <laughs> so number is one it, is it, Bastards. Two is Pulp is, Fiction, so you got those. One is Bastards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, love that movie, man. Death Proof? Oh, God, that's number 10. That's the last. That's the bottom okay. of the one. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> uh, three is Kill Bill. Four is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Kill I'm Bill. sorry, three is Kill Bill Part One. 
and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is number four. Kill Bill Part Two is a little bit lower on down. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he'll ever make his Star Trek? No, and if he is accurate in saying that his next movie is his last movie, I kind of need it to be Kill Bill Three. Really? Yeah. Give me that kid all grown up looking for revenge now on older out of the game, presumably Uma Thurman. And it's like, it's a, it's the whole violence begets violence deal. Like does is, does, does the bride's daughter, you know, pick up the mantle of, of, sure. of Vivica Fox's kid trying to kill Uma Thurman. Like how does that whole thing play out? I would, uh, I would love to see aged up in real time. What kill do you Bill call Bill. it? Kill Bill three, or do you call it kill bride one? Oh, 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 oh. Um, I think you know you call it Kill Bride. <laughs> just, kill just Kill Bride. Bride. Yeah, because you can't because right, it's not Kill Bill One. Yeah, it's Kill yeah. Bill. Vol- well, it's Kill Bill Volume One, I guess, right? Volume, oh, I guess it was Volume two. One. Yeah. But if this is his last movie, he's got to do it all in one movie. So I guess it would just be Kill Bride. I think I think he does Kill Bride Volume One and then just walks away, leaving. <laughs> leaving that hanging <laughs> and it's like the worst it's like like uh vivica fox's daughter is like standing over her as she's like hanging by her fingertips off a cliff and yeah. it just cuts the black and we yeah like like the end happens. of the good son but there's no ending <laughs> i am 100 on board for kill bride <laughs> well you know listen i don't know how to get a hold of him directly but if somebody does uh, well, you know what? Uh, someone here in the North Carolina film community is best friends with Quentin Tarantino that I know. So maybe I'll use uh, some backdoor channels to see what I can do about that. Let's let's do that. Let's in the meantime, that. in the meantime, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir yeah. Dogs. Uh, so it came out in 1992. Like I said, there's the list of the highest grossing movies of 92. One is Aladdin, which blows my mind. Uh, wow. Two, Bodyguard. Three, Home Alone. Two, Lost in New York. Four, Basic Instinct. Five, Lethal Weapon. Three, six, Batman Returns. Seven, A Few Good Men. Eight, Sister Act. Nine, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which, side note, if I ever did porn, my name will be Bram Stoker. And 10, Wayne's World. Uh, So Reservoir Dogs didn't crack the top 10. Which of those movies would you take off to put on the top 10 to put Reservoir Dogs on? Oh, man. I'm leaning towards Home sister Alone. Act. Can go. Well, actually, sister Act. Actually, Home Alone. No, Home Alone Two can go. I didn't even. Yeah, I. Yeah, Home Alone Two is the consensus number one there, for sure. Yeah, let that one go. Let's get some some QT love in here. Also, for the record, if I ever do porn, Johnny Depth. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, you can go all day with those. Uh, all right. So you uh, so you want to get into for those of you who haven't seen Reservoir Dogs, which everyone listening to this has. I feel like we don't need to recap this movie. Correct. Dude's doing bad shit. The job goes wrong. And everything we see in the movie past that opening credits is the aftermath of this job gone wrong. A brilliant premise. Brilliant premise. Yeah, it is. It is. It's brilliant not to show the what went wrong. Yep. And, you know, and there's no flashbacks. Well, no flashbacks to that. There's one or two flashbacks in there, but no flashbacks to how shit went crazy. We're just left to kind of infer with a couple context clues and then let the plot unfurl itself as yep. the movie goes on. Where, sir, do we start with the recast? So I think we start with um, with Mr. Blue. He has the 
the smallest um, impact, I mm-hmm. guess, on the plot. Um, and so because of that, I think you start with him. It, it was played by Edward Bunker in the movie. Uh, yes, Edward Bunker, a real-life criminal. Yep. Um, wrote a couple books, got some crime novel, I believe crime fiction mm-hmm. is what he was known for. Uh, had a couple of movie roles here and there, was an assistant to a couple different movie roles as well, uh, a couple of crime movies. Uh, legit criminal, the most legit of this cast, man. <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'd, I'd love to go first. You want to go first? Yeah. All right, then. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to share this cast with you. I really think it's fantastic. Okay. All right, then. Well, sir, the floor is yours. Um, so I didn't have any angle at all. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, like, only cast people who... My original thought was... I'm going to cast people who almost were cast in Tarantino movies, right? Like Sandler. <laughs> oh, that was going to be my, my original yeah. angle, but that got really hard because I was trying to fit like square pegs and round holes. Mm-hmm. So I just decided I was going to cast it like Tarantino would cast it. I think. Oh, well, boy, I'm already in trouble. Mr. Blue is Sam Elliott. Oh. Old mustached cantankerous says like one line at the diner scene and he's out of the movie. And when I, when I was casting this, I was playing the diner scene, you know, the dick, 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 dick scene. I play that all the way. There's a clip on YouTube where it starts at the start of the movie and ends, but with the slow motion walk towards the cars, the opening credits and whatnot. Right. That's what I'd watch as I was trying to cast this. And I just think Sam Elliott would fit the role. I just think it would be, that's who Quentin Tarantino would cast. That is not a bad pull. And also from Sam Elliott's perspective, my man gets paid to show up and record what? Correct. Two scenes? The yep. diner scene and like the 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 giving of the colors. And, and he's in some weird hot water with what he said about... Uh, Jane Campion. That- that about Jane Campion's movie, what is it? What's that called? Temple of the, power, the Dog? The Power of the Dog. Oh, that's it. Power <laughs> of the Dog. And uh, so it'd be kind of like a, it'd get him kind of lightly back in the spotlight in some good graces in a Tarantino film. I know what, sir. That's not a bad pull. Not a bad pull whatsoever. Uh, I like that, Sam Elliott. Good call. Mine. So I start with like Orange is obviously like the pivotal one. I just kind sure. of based everything age wise around my orange um and blue being the oldest person i went a little bit old i went with gary cole who you might know of as a uh, lumber from office space yeah that is my that's, that's my mr that's blue. good too yeah uh so my thought is <laughs> um most of my cast is too pretty and uh, okay. original mr blue is not a good looking man that's that's the face of a real criminal right yeah, there. Yeah, he's you, uh he's been in the sun a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you need at least one good character actor in there to kind of shake things up a little bit. Doesn't get a lot of screen time, but he adds a little bit of spice to your stew. That's that's your Mr. Blue. Great call. That's yeah. what I love about this is that we're technically in a competition here, right? Yeah. I mean, we oh, want yeah. the listeners to decide, "Hey, I liked I liked Ryan's cast better," right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for you every time you say <laughs> when you when you release. Really, it's like that's 
that's fantastic. You're not wrong. And that's what I think is cool about this. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. I never would have thought it was Sam Elliott or the angle of like almost casts. That, that would have been man, nice. that. That was I was really wanting to make that my angle. It just got like because like you want to lose, you want to use Sandler, but where he doesn't really fit. Nah, not. Uh, I, I think maybe the voice of DJ K Billy, you could have snuck him in there. Maybe. Yeah, that wouldn't have been, but then does he do just Adam Sandler or does he do like Billy Madison? And I it's think like, you do just Adam Sandler and then you've wasted yeah. his talents. Right. Yeah. You might be right. There's no good place for him in this movie. But now that you said, let's start, let's go to the DJ. Now let's go to K Billy super sounds of the seventies, <laughs> uh, which was originally voiced by Stephen Wright. Yes. The great deadpan comic who I had the honor to interview once. And he was, just the coolest dude. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Man, I'm jealous. I went with Bill Hader. Because mm. he could either do his best Stephen Wright or he would just be Bill Hader. He wouldn't even put a voice on it and it would be him doing the DJ voice. Yeah, I think he's got a distinct enough voice that it's like those who know will would know. It. Yep. Yeah. It's like, hold on a second. Is that like you're like halfway through the movie? And you're like, is that Bill, Bill Hader? Is that, is that Bill Hader? <laughs> it's kind of like how we all were with Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder, right? Like you could yes. almost quite place it, but not not. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Good call on Bill Hader. Do you have him do uh, Bill Hader, or do you have him do Stefan? Well, you, yeah, I <laughs> Stefan would be pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that, that might just take you right out the movie, though. Um, it might it might remove you from the 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 movie. That is true. While yours is very much, uh, if you know, you know, my voice that I cast for DJ K Billy, instantly recognizable, and I feel like you can't do a Tarantino movie without bringing his man along for the ride somewhere. I'm going Sam Jackson. For Sam DJ. Jackson. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's already played one radio DJ before. He played a uh, DJ. He narrates the day of Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing via the radio. Um, so that's a, a role that's somewhat familiar to him. It's a voice that would be very familiar to. Actually, he narrates Kill Bill. If yes, I think about it. One or two. No, not Kill Bill. Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious yeah. Bastards. Uh, so this is right up Samuel L. Jackson's wheelhouse. It's a great pick. Enough said. Enough it's a great said. pick. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Already starting off interesting. Where do you go from here? If we're um, if blue had the least amount, I would say brown. Well, yeah, then you, you could go to brown, but even well, no, it'd be brown. I think. Yes, let's do Mr. Brown. That's the Quentin Tarantino role. He does the famous like a virgin speech, right? Uh-huh. I in thinking who Tarantino would cast in that role, and I was gonna say just it's Tarantino again, mm -hmm. but that I didn't think that was in the spirit of what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. I went with Pete Davidson. Wow. <laughs> I think he would deliver that like a virgin soliloquy in just incredibly. And I got it. I'm making up. I'm going to say this is a bold comment. Mm -hmm. I, I like the cut of that guy's jib. I you know. Uh, I really like Pete Davidson. 
I I was anti Pete for a little bit. Me too. But, uh, slowly, he's 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 brought me around. And the dude thing to bring me around, but I'm just a fan now. He just correct. He's done nothing that made me say like I was wrong, because I still think he's a cum golem, right? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. But he's like the coolest cum golem there is. It's he, the coolest cum golem there is, and apparently just a huge swinging dick between those. Oh, dude. And God bless him. God bless him. I, I don't, it's not his fault. <laughs> you know, fuck it. I think he's a good dude. And I want to see it. I want to, I root for his success. I cast him in Reservoir Dogs. You know what? I, it's a, it's a casting that would make me buy one ticket to your Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> and I'd like to see him in this same movie as distinguished actor, Samuel Elliott. So <laughs> listen, you gotta, you gotta learn from all the greats, right? And you gotta get sure. in the same room and this is what does it. My Mr. Brown uh, very much follows the conventions of what you said you didn't want to do. <laughs> I'm keeping Quentin Tarantino. You stay with Quentin. Quentin. That's fair. I it was what my original pick was. Uh, here's why I made up a whole world around this dude because this is a mostly like what i draft is a mostly youngish crew with the exceptions of blue and brown who were the two oldest people in the movie um but qt's in like his 60s now mm-hmm. kind of schlubby goofy looking and like he's just one of those like one of those criminals who's been shit with money his entire life, yeah. he's just jobbing and jobbing and jobbing and jobbing. He never builds a nest egg. He never retires. He just hard scrabbles from job to job. He's a jobber. And that's that's what my new Mr. Brown would be. I And just a goofy-looking fuck. <laughs> he's just a goofy-looking fuck. <laughs> All right, the damn Pete Davidson. I'm, I'm liking... I'm liking the 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 collection of this cast right now. Uh, shit, where do we go from here, sir? Let's go to Officer Marvin Nash. Marvin Nash. Okay, Marvin. I think he he's the the if we're going by like impact of character, mm-hmm. I think he's next. And um, I'm going to the well again. Marvin Nash is played by Bill Hader. <laughs> God, man, I got to step my game up. And I think it's fucking perfect, man. It's great. <laughs> it's the bee's knees, man. Uh, yeah, uh, Bill. So you have Bill Hader on screen and Bill Hader coming through the radio, huh? So, uh, y- yes. And I don't know if you are. Do you watch Barry? No, I have not checked out. Barry. Okay. Um, Bill Hader will win multiple Oscars soon. Okay. Uh, he's okay. a phenomenal actor and a really, really good director. And at the time of this recording, we've had two episodes of Barry season three. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in this latest episode where he is genuinely um, terrifying. And that energy brought to getting your ear cut off, man, I think he'd kill it. He'd be a big shining light in this movie. All right, man. This is the Bill Hader vehicle. Loved him. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Loved him in it part two, man. I really, really Did great. Dude's got range. He's like Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the dude does have range. And I'm I'm I've 
been meeting. It's one of those shows like I got to get to Barry. I got to get to Barry. And I just still haven't gotten around to it yet. It's very good. All right. I got to get on that. Uh, my Marvin Nash. Um, so I wanted to flip things a little bit. The Marvin Nash we have in the 92 Pulp Fiction is a young cat. So you figure you probably got disfigured and was like, fuck this, left the force, took his disability or whatever and, and you know, did whatever. So I wanted to look at it from an older perspective, like a cop who's just about to retire. Oh, like his last like, day on the force. Yeah, like, like he's putting <laughs> his papers in and this crazy bank or diamond heist goes down. Um, and then he gets swept up in this whole shit and then gets maimed. I think that would be horrifying to have a relatively mundane career for like 15 years. Sure. Years. And then your last like week, the most horrible <laughs> shit ever happens. So you need someone that's a little bit older. I want Daniel Day Kim. Dude, that's such a, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm rooting for you. That's a great pick. <laughs> that's a great pick. Yeah, Daniel Day Kim, my man from Lost. I, it might yeah. be my goal to get one lost person in every, in single, every, one of these. every single one of these. We might have to just <laughs> like retroactively record to Breakfast Club. <laughs> like, and go back in there and slide some lost people. Uh, yeah, man. He, uh, he's he's played, you know, authority before in Hawaii 5 before he dipped out. Um, sure. I would love to see him in this movie as, as a cat getting his ear chopped off. It's a great pick, man. Well, that's precious. Wonderful. Appreciate it. What's up you next? Keep saying, you keep saying you need to step up your game, but I think you're doing great. Oh, thanks, man. You make me feel good. <laughs> um, I was, I'm now if we're going by impact, I think you gotta go with Joe himself, Joe Cabot. The, Joe, big Joe. The uh, the guy, the mastermind of the heist, the assigner of the colorful names. <laughs> Mr. Black's on another job. And I was, you gotta, you gotta like gravitas. You gotta be old or older looking at least. And you gotta command a certain amount of respect. Like mm -hmm. when he's, you know, he almost loses his cool when um, Mr. White doesn't give him his book back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I went with Jonathan Banks, Mark Ehrman Trout from Breaking Bad. Okay. I think okay. he's got the look. I think he's got the demeanor. He's dour. He's sour. He's an old fuck. He's tired. He deals with assholes every day. Okay. 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 Jonathan Banks. Man. Yeah. Hmm. Well done, sir. Well Thank done. You. Yeah. Just, just grizzled in the face. Haggard. <laughs> it makes sense. Tired. Um, he just wakes up tired. He wakes up tired and he slept. He had a good night's sleep. <laughs> had a great night's sleep. Oh, foamiest mattress still woke up tired. Just woke up fucking tired. <laughs> Life got to him. Um, for my Joe, uh, is now Jane. Oh, oh shit. You did I, it. I flipped mine. I flipped mine. Uh, I was like, let me get a little bit of uh, female representation up in this joint. And who is better at playing boss ass characters? Can I guess before you Go say it? it? Go for it. No, I can't do it. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to uh, be wrong. <laughs> well, well, you know, but being wrong is a part of life, sir. Uh, my boss, Joe Jane, is played by Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Okay, I'd have been wrong. Oh, who were who were you going with? I was gonna say Dame Judy Dench. 
a little bit too old. Too old. Yeah. Kate Blanchett as Jane. Wow, sir, that's bull. That's inspired. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this does. We'll see how this fares. How this plays out. But uh, but yeah, man, Kate Kate Blanchett. Uh, we've seen her do boss shit throughout like the last fifteen years of her sure. career. Uh, not a whole lot to talk on there. It's just just Kate Blanchett doing Kate Blanchett shit. Uh, one of the two female villains we've had in twenty seven. MCU movies, yeah, uh, and uh, she looks it is, great. It's doing one it. of two. That is what it is. One of two. It's it's wow. Sad figure, but uh, the second villain more than makes up for it. Like, yes, it does. It does well. Uh, all right then. Yeah, man. Uh, Joe. Joe is done. Joe has been cast. Where are we going next, sir? Um, nice guy, Eddie. That's what I was thinking. Brilliantly played by Chris Penn. Chris Penn. Rest in this, peace to Chris Penn. This is the very first character I cast. I this built the last one I cast. I built really. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. I based my entire cast around this casting. Really? Yep. Okay. Okay. Now Brendan now Fraser. Was, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. He's yeah. perfect. Put him in that fucking tracksuit. <laughs> Brendan Fraser specifically in the tracksuit. That what that, do you mean you don't tip? Oh man, yeah, and he's he's been having a bit of a comeback. There's a bit of lately. a Fraser sense, if you will, and I will a bit of a Fraser sense. And I it's would, uh, it's one of now I'm gonna throw a bit of a spoiler out there. Quentin, someone in this cast gets John Travolta, right? Somebody in this cast has the career resurgence based on this movie. Yes. I could assign that to Brendan Fraser here, I but, I, but I won't oh. because I, I have someone that took that away from him. So you have someone else that's going to be Travolta for this movie. Yes. yes. Not that Brendan Fraser, there could be a double Travolta here. I don't know, but I just love Fraser in this role. All right. Yeah. I mean, I I love that man. I'm so happy that he's he's starting to get his flowers while he can still Me too. smell them. You know, he was to kind of disappear from the consciousness for like 10, 12 years. Sure. For slowly, reasons. For uh, reasons. Yeah. 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 Slowly coming back, man. He was in a Steven Soderbergh movie last year. He's in Doom yeah. Patrol. Still going down, man. Uh, in a Scorsese flick on Netflix. What movie is this? Yeah. It's uh uh brendan fraser uh don Cheadle's in it um no that's that's a soderbergh movie oh is that soderbergh yeah that's not scorsese yeah soderbergh um although he is in something i i think he might be in like the upcoming scorsese he's coming in the new scorsese film yeah you are correct yeah i think that's what it is yeah um which i'm much looking forward to good call on the brendan fraser sir that None of Thank these you. so far would ever have came to my head for your cast list. Uh, <laughs> but nice guy, Eddie, I feel like like he's just a dude. And that's yeah. why he was so hard to cast. Like he's the boss's son, but he's not like a dick about it. Like most <laughs> like big time boss's sons. Like he's kind right? of a, a chill guy. Uh, I went with the boys' Chase Crawford, uh, their Aquaman, the deep. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, could. Yeah. It's it's you're skewing younger. I'm skewing younger. Yes, yeah, younger than uh, than Penn was when he did the role. Which makes me interesting uh, for your Mister Orange. 
but this, this I'm, I'm excited. You've excited me. Yeah. Yes. We will. We will see how this goes. Uh, yeah. I only know him from the boys. Uh, kind of. He a was in bag. some. He was in some uh, young adult stuff like Maze Runner Two or something. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know this to be factual. I'm just, I'm guessing that the, <laughs> I'm guessing he was in Maze Runner 2. He's got the face to be in a young yeah. adult joint. Yeah, sure does. As right. like the, the um, mild antagonist turned mild protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in like the third movie. Right. Yeah. He, a lot of character growth on him, but it's really, really fucking shoveled in your face. <laughs> Uh, okay then. Direct us, <laughs> direct us to our next, uh, our next. Well, I. It's your choice. The rest, the only four we have left are are pink, blonde, white, and orange, and they all have the same impact on the film. So I, yeah. I don't know where you, wherever you want to go. I let's let's do. I for me, I would like to do Mr. Blonde. You want to do blonde? Yeah, blonde it is, sir. Because we've we've already revealed Marvin Nash, so now we can picture Bill Hader getting his ear cut off mm-hmm. by today's um, brooding asshole Ben Foster. <laughs> God damn! Yes, you've seen a Hell or High Water, right? I love Hell or High Water. That scene at the gas station where he tells the dude, "You'd think there'd be ten of me." Yeah, yeah, that that's Mister Blonde. Between that and. 310 to Yuma. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. His little bit of time on 310 to Yuma might be my my favorite Ben Foster. For the longest, I was saying Ben Foster Moon Knight. But then, you know, (laughs) they they scooped up uh, Oscar Isaac, so I couldn't complain about that. No, there's no complaints there. Yeah, Ben Foster, huh? Yeah. His head got huge over the last few years. but (laughs) (laughs) It really did. But other than that, man, that dude knows how to play like menacing and unhinged. Yes, unhinged is the right. That's the right word. He knows how to play unhinged. Oh, damn, that's a good quote. That's a good and quote. watching him do Steelers wheel with the stuck in the middle of you thing. That's that would be talking into the ear. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, improv by the way. Okay. Um, damn, really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, that was that. Was- I, Tarantino doesn't normally allow a lot of improv. No, I think if I remember correctly, that particular was one of those. Things like he just couldn't quite come to a conclusion on what he wanted to do. So he gave him a little bit of rain. They're like, just do something and we'll see how it works. And so he talked him. Very him. cool. Yeah. My blonde, <laughs> my blonde is a uh it's a setup for, for something I have wanted to see in my life for decades now. Um, so one half of that is Mr. Blonde. I go with a person who knows how to play unhinged well, Jake Gyllenhaal is my Mr. Blonde. Wow. Yeah. So my original Mr. Blonde was Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I I had watched uh, that uh, 911 movie of his where he plays the 911 operator. Yeah. And and I was like, boy, he does unhinged well. He does a great job. Very well. Yeah. Um. He's got these, it's all in the crazy eyes, man. It's yeah. all in the crazy eyes. I think that would be an interesting performance from him. And plus, he, pick, he likes man. to uh, oscillate between good characters and bad characters. So it's time to go back bad for a while. Um, so if you got a blonde. That's a great, that's a great pick. Uh, much appreciated, sir. 
we got to go white from here, right? I think so. All right. Then. Who do you got for Mr. White? So Harvey Keitel was the pole for that movie. I mean, he was, he was the big name in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got this, this the gravitas of Mr. White in that movie is it's great. It's just, he's, it's amazing. Yeah. And the ability to be this guy who's like a confident bad guy, but has a heart, mm-hmm. right? I went with Don Cheadle. Wow. Don Cheadle. And I, I, and I don't know for sure, but I think Don today is probably the same age as Harvey was then. Okay. Or close okay. there, but Harvey was probably younger. Harvey is probably in his like mid to late forties. I think Don sure. is like early Don's probably in his 50s. early fifties, so it's close. Yeah, but I think they're about the same age, and I think that Don would really have the, the he's got the acting chops for sure. Yeah, and I yeah. think he's got that gravitas to where he could be the top build character in this. Yeah, I'm. And 100%. in the absence of Samuel L. There you go. You got it. Now he has something new to to, to the glom onto is his new african-american muse uh no sudden move was this the soderbergh joint thank you yes yeah yeah i just had to look that up um i'm for that sir i am 100 for that my mr white the other half of the setup i've been wanting for years is my man jake gyllenhaal i'm sorry not jake gyllenhaal that's mr <laughs> blonde my man ryan gosling dude gosling what a great pick so for years, I have wanted a Metal Gear Solid movie with Jake Gyllenhaal as Solid Snake and Ryan Gosling as this Revolver Ocelot. No, it's oh Liquid Snake. shit! Yeah, okay, it's Liquid Snake. Yeah, Sam Elliott's Revolver Ocelot, dude. No, that's true. Good call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted those two to go head to head, Gyllenhaal and Gosling in a Metal Gear movie. So if I can't get that, uh, because Oscar Isaac is really pushing to be Solid Snake, I want them to go head to head here well a lot of people say after metal gear it's reservoir dogs so i'm you're <laughs> you're there man a lot of people say it uh mm-hmm. i've seen it all over twitter man totally it blows up reddit from time to time <laughs> yeah uh god's like i just watched the nice guys for the first time all the way through like a really movie great movie Great movie, man. I only seen bits and pieces of it, but I fucking nice love guys it. is one of those movies for me that deserved a sequel, but just didn't perform well enough to earn one. Yeah, uh, like Man from Uncle is another one. <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. Okay, is uh, it sore? Is it a sore subject for you? Too? It is. You know, that that is the sore subject for me. I love me too. Man from Uncle, People it's so be- good. People are going to be so mad where they see how high it ranks on my 100 action movies list. I can't wait. I, Dude, it won't be me. I fucking love that movie. Good it man, deserved man. a sequel and just didn't earn one. All right. We're down to uh, two colors left, right? Orange and pink. I guess we kind of have to. Orange is like our primary person. So right. We just save that for last. Yeah, I think we save orange for last. That means we go for pink. The Steve Buscemi. Hard to recast. Oh, so that's the one you keep, huh? Steve Buscemi was my last. Um, it's also the one that gets John Travolta. Oh, so this is where he 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 starts like a a late career comeback. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Macaulay Culkin. 
Huh. As, yeah. Macaulay Culkin. His brothers are having a great run right now and a bunch of different shows. It's time. It's time. He's got the eyes. He's got them bugged out Steve Buscemi eyes. And, and watching him do the uh, both the why do I got to be pink about Mr. Yellow, that whole thing. Yeah. And um, the I don't tip because society says I have to bit at the diner at the beginning. Macaulay Culkin, I think I, I would, I, I'm happy for him to have his uh, Culkin sense, if you will. I won't. No, <laughs> not, oh, not, no, not not Culkin sauce. I refuse to hop on board that phrase. <laughs> but, but uh I just but, yeah. spit an IPA all over my hand just then. <laughs> <laughs> the one I just finished literally tastes like liquid weed, and I'm still trying <laughs> to figure out how I feel about it. It's got little <laughs> nugs on the can, so that they were going so there it is specific taste. Uh yeah, I I toyed with the idea strangely of Kieran Culkin. For this role very cool but macaulay is uh that's that's the one where people come out of the theater like fuck we forgot was that macaulay Culkin. fucking macaulay Culkin kind is of killed this mr pink didn't he yeah yeah damn good call sir good call <laughs> i think uh you need someone that looks like well someone that's kind of weaselly in that role right because in the end that character is ultimately kind of weaselly they kind of dip out for themselves with with the bag full of diamonds um and i think the best weasley character would be like a younger person in the cast like maybe the youngest of the cast who's like out to get his and prove that that he can hang with the big dudes so i right. wanted to go really young with that timothy chalamet is my mr pink god that's good too Man, I'm, root, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> that's great. No, that's a great. That's, that's fantastic. He would do it. He could do it too. He'd do it real well. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, see, I guess so. He would be getting into it with who is that? I guess that'd be Ryan. Ryan. No, no. Uh, There's the the real famous scene where it's it'd be a Gosling, Gosling and Jillian Hall all over the floor. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right then. I'm acting like a fucking professional. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the poor fool who gets shot in the stomach. Yep. Mr. Orange. Um, Mr. Orange, sir. What, what was your thought process behind picking your Mr. Orange? How it would play with Mr. White. I think that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, the the mentor mentee aspect of it and then the heartbreak at the end when it's revealed the betrayal i guess mm -hmm. um that's what i went with so who if mr white was Cheadle, i went with uh lakeith stanfield oh boy oh that's nice that is nice um not only is he an, an amazing actor um i just think that him and Cheadle would be really, really good together. And he's also played a similar role as that kind of undercover dude in. Well, he it, it, a he played box. a detective in Knives Out. He played a detective and... in Knives Out. He he is working for the FBI in Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes, Fairly yes, 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 yes. Whew, had to pull that one out. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, we've seen him kind of do that and have that whole conflicted thing about him too. Uh, mm-hmm. Good call. I didn't. Oh man, god damn it, man. <laughs> okay, all right then. Ah shit, I flipped my orange as well. I gender flipped my orange. Okay. Um, specifically for one particular scene, I'm going with Florence Pugh as wow. my as my Mrs. Orange. It's fucking strong. Uh, and there's a there's a face she makes. When she's very distressed, like the corners of her mouth turned down real sharp, mm-hmm. uh, that is the face that I want to see as she's blasting away Jake Gyllenhaal right before he kills Daniel Day Kim. It's uh, it's the the like the frown she makes right at the end of Midsummer, right? It, the frown that that goes into the smile at the very end. Yeah, but yeah, right. When it starts as that frown, that's the exact face I'm talking. Yeah, about right there. Hell yeah. Yeah. And who and I I I love Lawrence Pugh, like in my soul. <laughs> uh, she is having uh, a ball right now. Yeah, she's she really is. Time of her life, and I want. She, to she cooks on Instagram, and I okay. love. Yeah, she does like a cooking little reels on Instagram. It's fantastic. She's fantastic. She really is. I could get down with this. I love me some Flo Pugh. Well done. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. That uh, that rounds up the cast. That's the Does cast, 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 cast of Reservoir Dogs. Do you want Reservoir to, Dogs? You want to go through your list one more time? I, yeah, I'd love to. Um, so, um, in order, Mister Blue was Sam Elliott. Uh, the voice of the DJ was Bill Hader. Mister Brown was Pete Davidson. Uh, Officer Nash was Bill Hader. <laughs> Joe Cabot was Jonathan Banks. Nice guy Eddie was Brandon Frazier. Um, Mr. Blonde was Ben Foster. Mr. White was Don Cheadle. Mr. Pink was Macaulay Culkin. And Mr. Orange was Lakeith Stanfield. Solid. Fucking rock. Solid. Thanks, man. Thanks. Man. Yeah. yeah. Solid as a rock. <laughs> I need to hop into whatever. I need to dip into the multiverse and come out to wherever <laughs> this movie was made at and watch this shit. Uh, one ticket for this shit. Uh, my list. Uh, Mr. We're starting off with Mr. Blue. Mr. Blue, I have Gary Cole. <laughs> I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> DJK Billy, I got Samuel L. Jackson. You get that recognizable voice in there. Great Mr. Man. Brown, once again, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Great pick. O- Officer Nash, Daniel Day Kim. For Joe, now Jane. Kate Blanchett. For Nice Guy Eddie, Chase Crawford. For Mr. Blonde. Jake Gyllenhaal, Mr. White, uh, Ryan Gosling, Mr. Pink, Timothy Chalamet, and Ms. Orange, Flo Pugh. Mm. It's great picks, dude. It's a great pick, killed it. Man. Uh, interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. We did well. I think we did well. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see uh, who comes out on top here. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing how the votes roll in on this. Uh, let us know what ticket you are buying. Are you buying a ticket yes. to to the Ryan verse or are you buying a ticket to the seed verse to go, to go see this movie. It's uh it all remains to be seen, but either way, this is one that I will be happy to lose either way. I would be very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's up? We have to, we gotta, I guess we got to tease our next episode. Yeah, we do. I, I uh, have, I have our list that we put together uh, before together, like nine months ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've done breakfast club. We've now done reservoir dogs. The remaining pick, like we we don't want to tease all of them, right? No, nah, just just slowly dole them out. Um, so we've 
we've done the uh like the teen drama in breakfast club we've mm-hmm. done a uh a gangster film in reservoir dogs so we have a a war film we have a a uh, another gangster film and we have a western i think maybe we do the western i think the western makes sense i'm so, I'm, I'm just as curious as so do you want to do you want to recast cast 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 <laughs> tombstone yes yes sir i do want to recast tombstone oh this is gonna be so much fun tombstone it is tombstone it is this gives me this forces me to sit down and rewatch that whole movie because i haven't seen it in oh darn yeah, I know. Oh, such a chore. <laughs> it's such a good movie. It's such a chore. Yeah, I haven't seen it, I think, since I first bought it on DVD. So this gives me an opportunity to dust that joint off. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, check it out. Ooh, I cannot wait for this. That's it, I guess. You got anything else before we wrap this bad boy up? No, I, I hope we got you through your drive to work or your drive back from your grandmother's funeral. <laughs> There's only two times you're allowed to listen to the recast cast <laughs> to work and grandma's funeral. If all your grandparents are no longer with us, I'm sorry, your options are cut. Yeah, I hope you have a job. I hope you, I hope you have a job. I hope that job's at least 40 some odd minutes <laughs> to drive to work. All right, that's going to do it. We'll be back. Uh, Sometime in the sometimes with the sure. tombstone right here on Recast Cast. Cast, Cast.